Hello, my name's Alison Craig. Hi, and I'm John Wood, and together we are Alison Craig and John Wood. Yes, we are. Um, we've decided not to call ourselves anything to do with our previous incarnation, which was the Zoo Crew, because that was so many years ago. We were young, line-free, and had some muscle tone in those days, and all those things sadly have gone. And we also had hair. Uh, well, I had hair. You still got hair, because... <laughs> Broadcasting bald would not be a good idea, but uh, yes, I, I, my my follicle is definitely challenged. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I can actually count the hairs on top of my head now. Nobody used to be able to do that before. Well, you see, it gives you something to do during lockdown, so stop complaining. Anyway, we're back because um, basically our partners are are sick of us and uh, they're sick of listening to us. So now it's your turn. Yeah, exactly. We just thought, why not? We're on the phone to each other every day anyway, so we might as well record it and just have a bit of fun. Nobody's forcing anybody to download anything. So if you are here and you're joining us, then lovely to see you. And if you're not, then... We'll try and make your lockdown a bit easier. And that's not a euphemism. No. No, I know. Well, I think we're all we've all had our moments, haven't we, over the past few months? So yes, we it'll be nice to we reminisce, we chat, and uh, a bit of a laugh. Actually, sounds good to me. Can you see me? Yes, I can. It's not pretty, but I can. <laughs> I haven't got any. I mean, honestly, I'm just sitting hunched up in a cupboard. Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? Hunched up in a bedroom. Well. <laughs> This is weird, isn't it? It's actually it's like being on air. It does feel bizarre, but uh, but I'm glad we've managed to get it done. Yeah, because... eventually taking us nine months. I know, I know. We're all talking to action. But, you know, the interesting thing is that uh, when I was doing these shows between Christmas and New Year, people were saying, you know, how's John Wood? Do you see John Wood? And I said, do I see John Wood? My God, if it hadn't been for lockdown, you know, we'd have been <laughs> carousing on a regular basis. And John Wood's seeing his liver in a jar most days. <laughs> Exactly. So, 2021, John, and uh-huh. uh, it's been a while since we spoke. So, uh, what what's the chat? What, what's January heading? Well, well, most most people have had, uh, you know, sadly, some people have underlying health issues. I've got underlying hair issues <laughs> since lockdown started. I think I'm going bolder. And you know what? I went into the supermarket the other day, and I, I bought some hair gel, and the girl just looked at me, right, and I says, "It's for my son. I have no children." I just said it's for my son. You didn't say it's for my son. I have no children, did you? No, 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 no. No, that would give the entire game away. Well, you can imagine how crazy I'm going, because uh, I've not been in a bar or a restaurant or anything since March, because I am one of these people with weird, you know, underlying health issues. So it's, it's nice to speak to you. It's nice to hear I a know. familiar voice. Well, they were actually saying that in 20 years time, uh, if you think this is bad, uh, the country is going to be run by children taught at home by alcoholics. <laughs> oh, God, which gives you a nice little glimmer of hope for the future. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I wish they were running it now. What a shambles. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, oh. I don't think Boris knows. I, Bo- Boris can't speak. He just can't. He just bumbles. I think he's getting more and more like his spitting image puppet, which oh, is think, brilliant, by the way. Oh, I haven't seen the new one, actually. Yeah. Watching. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very cool. It's very oh, cool. Oh, no, no, I haven't seen that, no. No, he just reminds me of a kind of out-of-control Muppet, you know? Just yeah. Hair yeah. going, flabby lips, and I know. I mean, I, I think if you were his mum and dad as a child, you'd just put them in a padded room and leave them for five years. That's exactly what they did, which yes. is why we're in this shit now. <laughs> and what about the rest of them? Oh, Gove! I mean, it's oh, from Aberdeen. His jowls are are the size of the M8. Each he one of them. Giant, 
He has child-bearing lips. I mean, he is just... He's from Aberdeen. I'm from Aberdeen. I find it quite worrying. Although I do know a girl in Aberdeen that was in this sort of debating thing at her school. And he was in the debating thing at his school. And the two of them used to lock, you know, or knock heads or lock, whatever it is you do when you're debating. And she used to beat him regularly. Uh, Yeah. A prime example of a man who's been breastfed by his father. (laughs) He just, he just, just, as soon as he opens his mouth, you go, you're going to get hit. You know, somebody's <laughs> going to hit you. You know, it's like that's probably why he became a politician. I mean, it's the only way you can get security these days, isn't it? I know, I know. He did have a go at being a stand-up comedian. Did you see they had some no. outtakes of him? Yeah, and he, he, he quite fancied himself being a stand-up comedian, and now he's just a comedian. You know, I mean, it's just that, what he says. Are you no, no, that? no, that was true. He had a go at being, you know. A sort of you know funny guy, and there's a there's a clip on the the TV a couple of weeks ago, and it's just not funny. I mean, his face is funny, but oh, that's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> I'll only take you so far. Well, yes, as, as I do. know, as I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how was Christmas and New Year for you then? Was it Christmas right? actually wasn't too bad. Uh, got uh, we decided just to put a limit on the amount of spending. Uh, that we would uh, money we spend on each other, uh-huh. but actually a friend of mine had a good one. They decided uh, the husband and wife decided right, we're going to spend fifty pound uh, on each person, no more, no less. Uh-huh. But one of the presents has to be free. Oh, I like which that. Is, which is yeah. quite a challenge. So guess, thinking. guess what she gave him? Well, I'm not going to be that rude. No, it wasn't that. No. That was <laughs> no, because he pays for that. Uh, no. no, it was a it was a free lecture, <laughs> a free lecture from uh, you know they do them around Edinburgh quite a lot. You go up to McEwen Hall, and someone you sign they? up. And, uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. That was that was a, a nice sort of lectures. Have you been to a lecture? I've never been. I've been. Uh, I've this is been. a rumor. No, no, that's true, that's true. And how was uh, New Year? Uh, New Year was, uh, well, it was thrilling. Um, it was Dave and I, and we sat there, and actually I watched the Billy Conley thing on uh, on STV, and that was brilliant. Uh, did you watch it? Oh, it's great. No. Some great clips, and some footage of him now, because he knew he lives in Florida now, and uh, it was really, you know, it was nice to see him as he is now, and he was just saying thank you to everybody that had given him the lifestyle that he's got and for loving his you know his stuff and it was really very moving but it was bloody funny I mean he was I still think he's the funniest man on the planet well, it's just a great storyteller and there's not there's not all that many comedians now who are, are good storytellers you know it's a lot of one-line gags and small situations but he just he goes off in a story and then he goes into a tangent, you know, and it comes back to the story. Well, they were saying, he was saying that um, when he used to do his stand-up, he didn't know what he was going to do. I mean, it wasn't a finely tuned, rehearsed monologue. It was very much, you know, just go with the flow, which is why... Mostly like our radio career. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a fact. But yeah, I I was, I mean, imagine getting up in front of all the people in the Albert Hall and you don't know what you're going to see. I know, I know. Well, there was a documentary on uh, Michael McIntyre. I saw a wee bit of that, actually. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I... selling out the O2 three or four yeah. days. I mean, my God, that's that's scary. That's scary. You know. And did you see that his dad used to write jokes for Kenny Everett? That's right. Yeah, he was a quite a talented guy. And he was also on, do you remember that old program? It was called Joker's Wild. Oh God! Yeah, it was it was a panel show, uh-huh. and they were given a topic, and then stuff. Sometimes they would have to. Bernard Manning was on it, 
Uh, in fact, I'll tell what? you. Uh, no. Well, I'll tell you a story about being a My my dad uh, used to be friend with a guy called Cedric West. He was a guitarist with the Radio Two Orchestra. Long story short, I was a wee boy. We were down in London. He says, "Come on, we're going along. They're doing a recording session, and we're allowed in, and you can meet some of the musicians. You have a wee sort of drum kit. And, oh, oh, wow, amazing! Went in. There's Bernard Manning doing an album." Right, and he's, yeah, he's singing his songs and everything's like that. And as uh, in between one number, he, he he told a joke to the orchestra, and nobody laughed, apart from the trumpeter at the back. And he went, <laughs> "I'm glad you got that joke." He goes, "There's no the joke. I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at your singing." <laughs> oh, I've never seen Bernard Manning stuck for words. That was a true story. Yeah. He was some guy, wasn't he? he was a bit, I mean, he, I don't think he'd get away with his material now. I can't remember what oh. it was, but I don't remember ever thinking it was funny. No, no, no. He, he was he was in the, one of the original The Comedians, and then he had a – did he not have a club down south where all the comedians used to go? But as you say, he used to MC it, but he was so close to it. I mean, not politically yeah, correct at yeah, all, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I suppose, I mean, when you think about all the comedians that we were lucky enough to interview over the years, I mean, no. at, at the time, you know, we had a, a very uh, close-up personal interview with Bill Hicks, didn't we? And I, I mean, you That's knew right. he was a massive deal oh. in America. I actually didn't appreciate that. If you actually talk to a lot of the comedians, or if you watch some documentaries on them, his name comes up as a template of comedy. Uh, and But do you remember when we interviewed him, the early riots had just started. It was a way back. And he, and there was fires all over the place. And he said, and he turned around and says, I must have left a cigarette light before I left or something like that, you know. And then in between the interviews, he would just sit with your dog, Jack. That's who's right, in, yeah. in the corner of the studio. He's quite a shy man. He was really shy. And I remember when he came in, actually, he was very good looking, which, you know, always makes me a bit sort of gibbering and, uh, you know, was a bit sort of red and didn't quite know what to say to him. Um, but, yeah, when the mics closed and we played a record, uh, he would just go and sit in the corner with the dog. It, it was yeah. it was quite weird. And you and I obviously probably pulling faces at each other going, you know, what was supposed to say next? Don't I'm, panic. I'm now trying to think of people that make me gibbering and red. Uh, <laughs> well, you are gibbering and red most of the time. So presumably yes. most people. Usually at 1 a.m. when I'm coming out of a pub. I think the only one that made me gibbering in red, and we never met her, was Kate O'Mara, who used to be in Triangle. Do you remember? Oh, <laughs> Triangle. What a fabulous... Was that not about a cross-channel ferry? That's right, and there was a follow-up called Circle. No, I'm joking. No, but a Triangle, that's right, it was a cross-channel ferry. In fact, the opening scene... She had a very high, she had a very high forehead, I remember, Kate. She looked like a cat, I think, actually. Well, what does that say? Have you, have you got a cat? Have you ever had well, a relationship with a cat? What the hell were you thinking of? Well, I remember the opening scene of Triangle, she was lying on the container deck in her <laughs> bikini, and that was the opening shot. And the next time I remember, I actually saw her in real, real life. She was at the King's Theatre, and I went into the Lung Fung Chinese restaurant. She was the next, the, she was at the next table. I, I, I spilt my noodles all over the place. <laughs> my ha cow was never the same since. <laughs> Oh, no, no. There was always some of them that would give you the sort of, ooh. Yeah. I remember uh, interviewing with you, Curtis Steigers. Remember that? Oh, Went that's into the Playhouse. Yeah. But uh -huh. he, had, he was a brilliant saxophone player, and uh, but he was a bit serious, as yes, I recall. Yes, because we went in to imagine that he's not Curtis Steiger, he was Rod Steiger, and we decided to say you were great in the heat in the night, and it just went right over his head. That's right, and you asked him about the uh, the banjo solo and deliverance as well. That's right, yeah. I yeah. just remember him obviously going, security. Yeah, and that's without drugs. I mean, I don't yeah. know if we came up with these questions, to be honest with you. <laughs>
<laughs> and then we'd have, have Rory Brebner as well. He came in. Uh, have you got a cold or do you say Brebner? Is it Bre- I, I just say Brebner. Is it Brebner? You say Brebner? Well, just like, well, let's call the whole Brebner. thing up. <laughs> Brebner. Brebner. Breb. No, I say Brebner. No, it's Brebner. Well, his name's Brebner, isn't it? Is it? Well, it is. I think you're right. Yeah. Actually, why did I say Brebner? Uh, really See, Brebner. I, I said David Bowie for years and it's Bowie. Is it? Yeah. I heard I heard Huey Morgan the other day saying David Bowie. Oh, Bowie. Oh, Bowie. And you know what? You know those things that float in the water next to boats, you know, that they tie the boats to? <laughs> Boys. Seaweed. <laughs> Boys. Okay. See, if this was a phone in, phone now with all things that float in the water, my husband. Oh, no, no, please don't. <laughs> Come on and tell us about your floaters. <laughs> Anyway, oh, they they call those buoys as well. Those those things that float around beside boats. I just thought I'd tell you that because they're not um, boys. Then they're not boys. No, well they they float as well, unless they can't swim. In which right, case, right. You know, that's boys. another story altogether. Right. Um, so David Bowie, what about him? No, I was Bowie and Bowie. Yeah. He actually, do you know the the story with the the eye, the different eye color? He, he got. Uh, mm-hmm. It was in the playground when he was in uh, at school. I think he was in primary school or early secondary. And he had a fight with a guy, and the guy punched him in the eye. And it had an effect, and that's mm. why he's got the Is different colour eye. Seriously, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Is that why collies have got one eye different colour as well? I haven't seen collies fighting in school playgrounds, but well, that may be the case. Maybe they have a bit of a pagger behind the sheep when nobody's looking, because there's a lot of collies have got a you know, different coloured eye. <laughs> a pagger behind the sheep. There's another one. There's another one. I'm going red having a packer behind the sheep. Oh, you just never knew. There was a great picture of David Bowie, Bowie, Bowie on the uh, the train, the intercity up to Aberdeen when he was in his um, Aladdin scene sort of phase. He was sitting there literally with Mick Ronson on, is it Mick Ronson? Oh, yes. On the train and sort of, you know, satin lapels and big stripy shirts having an unpleasant looking lunch, as you would expect. I just thought it was class. You know, well, someone's telling me, you know, George Bowie, who, who works at uh, another mm-hmm. radio station, he, apparently he went down to interview George Michael. Oh, yeah. And uh, George Michael at that time had just had a coffee and he had a bit of the chocolate cappuccino on the side of his mouth. Uh-huh. And the, the story the story goes, he said to, to George Michael, I see you've been careless with your whisper. <laughs> <laughs> it went right over his head. I know he was too tough. Uh, I, I followed George Michael once. I was in London in, uh, oh God, the late 80s, and I was with my pal Gordon, and we were sitting in a, at a Renault 5. I was sitting in it, uh, and we were in, stuck in Soho, and there was a Mercedes in front of us, and the, the the engine was on and the passenger door, sorry, the driver door was open, but there was nobody. So I was like, peep, peep, peeping the horn. It was like, gang, get into your car. Anyway, this person came flying out the bar. We were sitting outside. It's George Michael. And I went, Gordon, it's George Michael. Let's follow really? Yeah, so he got into the car. He waved as if to say sorry for keeping you waiting, of course. It was like, oh, it's absolutely fine, George. Uh, And we followed him. Uh, Yeah, we followed him onto the A40. And, of course, he he probably realised that he had a couple of psychotic Scottish people on his tail, put his foot down and disappeared off up the A40, so to speak. Uh, And we got hideously lost because it was before GPS. We didn't know where the hell we were. And it took us about two and a half hours to find our way home to Clapham. And what what did the judge say to you uh, (laughs) with a stalking case? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Well, they just put this really nice anklet on me for a while and said, you know, stay away from that. Was that his pre-stubble days? Because the the last Christmas, 
which obviously has gone to number one, which is quite incredible. Has it? Yeah, it's number one. Yeah, it's number one bestseller. Do you still listen to the charts, John? Uh, no. It you don't lock yourself in your bedroom on a Sunday night and listen to the charts anymore? I do lock myself in the bedroom, but that's something <laughs> completely different. <laughs> Do you remember you used to do that? You used to oh, yes. to the charts. And yep. you'd sit there with your cassette ready with play and record and then you'd press it if it was you know, one you wanted to record, which and was the illegal. Other, and the other thing was you used to, when Top of the Pops were, uh, was on, you used to put the, the hanging microphone over the speaker of the TV and tell your grandparents who were moaning about the fact that they were all drug addicts, long-haired lunatics, to shut up while you try to record this. And then you, it was trying to cut it off before the DJ came in. That was oh. a skill. That was a skill. I do watch some of the old Top of the Pops uh, on uh, you know, BBC iPlayer and stuff, and uh, just for the dancing of the, of the people that are in the studio and for yeah. the DJs who are you know, all in the most hideous shoulder pads. Uh, and I, don't, I think they've probably edited out all the Jimmy Savile ones for obvious reasons, but yeah. some of them, oh my God. Yeah. My favourite Top of the Pops stories uh, was the one where a girl from Edinburgh, I think her uncle was the producer or something, you'll know this story, and uh, she was badgering him to go down and watch a recording and eventually he went oh for god's sake yes so he got her and her friend down and it was when the Bee Gees were on doing a very early Bee Gees song and um she met barry is it the one the big one with the beard um, yeah, yeah they're all big ones with beards but uh anyway she met him they got married and they're still married after all these years oh is this miss musselborough she's from musselborough uh, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah so that's an incredible yeah. story. Because yeah, because I used to watch Top of the Pops and dream of you know it was Donny Osmond and my. There, 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 there were two games I used to play. One was to find out and watch who the dancer on Top of the Pops was who was dancing out of time because right. that was a skill. That 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 was a skill to actually dance out of time is genius. And the it other wasn't game, a mirror, was it? No. <laughs> Not this time. And the other the other game I used to play on TV was to watch the beginning of the beginning of Star Trek and uh-huh. try and guess which star the USS Enterprise would come out of, and I never ever got it. And surely it was the same bit of footage every week. I know, but I couldn't. I couldn't work it out. I couldn't work it out. Oh, there were millions of stars. There's millions of them. I used, to love, I used to watch Star Trek with my dad when I was a wee girl, and I used to think that Captain Kirk was, I mean, he must have been the same age as my dad then, you know, and I used to think he was an old man. And then about 20 years, I thought, oh, it's quite nice, actually. I quite fancy Captain Kirk in his stretchy black trousers. And now he looks like a child. I know, I know. I used to, I used to fancy Lieutenant Yehusser. I used to... Uh, Uhuru, Uhuru. Uh, Uhuru. Oh, Uhuru. yeah, that was her. Uh, she, she, was, she was lovely. Uh, but why didn't they get a Scottish actor to, to play Scotty? Scotty? I don't I mean, know that. that. Don't get me started on that. There are so many cartoons and children's series where they just... They obviously can't be arsed to find a Scottish person. So uh, there, was a, there was a terrible one in Noddy, because I remember when my son was wee, and this terrible accent of this mad red-haired, he was probably a thief or something, because we usually were, you know, typecast into that sort of role. And it was clearly an Englishman that uh, was doing the accent appallingly. And what about the guy in The um, the Simpsons? There's a Scottish guy on there, isn't he? That's right, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's Scottish. No, no, I don't think he is. But the story about Scotty was when he actually died, uh, he put, they put his ashes into a rocket and blasted it as far as, as far as they could there, and it spread his ashes all over, all over. well, supposedly space. I don't think it went that far. But his ashes went all over the sky. So, oh, so that's quite nice. That's quite nice. I was thinking of doing that, but I don't think a box of Astra is suffice. No, I that. don't no. think so. A Catherine wheel, you'd end up getting up everybody's nose, but you've been doing that for years. 
you know, you look back at your fireworks, honestly, a box of Standard mm -hmm. or a box of Astra, and that yeah. was you, you know. And I think the most dangerous one for me was the jumping jack. Someone That's would right. always throw the jumping jack and be like, oh, my God, wait a minute, wait a minute. Or the catamaran wheel. That was the yeah, other the one. Yeah, the Catherine wheel, that was absolutely lethal. Yeah. I, I, never, I was never a big fan, actually. I just remember you'd be sort of standing there and your dad would have the milk bottle and yeah. the stick yeah. with the rock yeah. in it and it would be yeah. like, light, light the thing and everybody ran away. And, That's right. Uh, uh, and your dad also used to have a piece of wood. How do you know what my dad had? <laughs> well, my dad had this. He had a piece of wood uh, and he, had, he used to nail the Catherine wheel so tight that it uh -huh. didn't move when you lit it. So he just watched his fuse slowly going round in an inner circle and going, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> I remember doing the uh, the commentary for the uh, fireworks a couple of times. You do the Edinburgh Hogmanay fireworks. Oh, you it's very difficult. You soon run out of adjectives. Oh, God, there's a big one, you know, and oh, look at that. What an explosion. Uh, no, it's not It's not something I can recommend, to be honest. So, uh, no. I went up to the fireworks, actually, uh, oh, a couple of years ago, when my dog Sasha, who's a wee Bichon, uh, where she could see, she's, she's blind now, she can hardly hear, but oh. it was when she was okay. And we took her up to the fireworks. She loves fireworks. She does. Cares, cares not one jot. Looking at them, just barking, loving it. That's very it. unusual. My yeah. dog, honestly, my mum's dog used to get into the shower if the fireworks, you know, because she was so scared to get my dog. I think Jack, the dog we were talking about earlier, I think he died of a heart attack because of the fireworks. I mean, he was only really? eight. When he, yeah, yeah. Do, some dogs really hate. Oh, hate, my wee one cares family. not a jot. Cares would, not a jot. Oh, but hates I, water. That's it. He hates water. Yeah, hates water. Obviously, your dog, isn't she? Hates yeah. water, just like uh -huh. her dad. Just like her dad. <laughs> like her daddy, John. So you've been walking your dog in the, the fresh air? And yes, I have. I've been walking every day. That's the thing I've been doing to keep me sane. I've got my Fitbit and I try and do my 10,000 steps, even in the most horrendous weather. I've got a pair of waterproof trousers that look like I've had an accident, but I don't care. And I go out there, you know, with my bonnet, my hairy bonnet on and my gloves. And I just, it's like zombie flesh eaters out there. Everybody's just walking to try and keep sane and nobody's really going anywhere you're just going in a big circle before you go home but i think it definitely helps it definitely helps and what oh, yeah, about I'm, you i've got the park go up in belief park and i must admit you got a great view over the castle and stuff like that it's lovely and it just looks like a normal day and then you you find out everything's shut and nothing's yeah, going on at yeah. the beginning of lockdown we ended up walking into town one sunday it was just a normal sunday afternoon it was like walking on a movie set we were the only people apart from another couple standing on the castle esplanade this was about three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah, it was yeah. bizarre. It's a bit like the 80s. Remember the 80s and then on a Sunday there'd be nobody around. Yeah, and I didn't see any flares or platforms, though, to be honest. No. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't have uh, a mirror again. So, no Simon <laughs> shirts. I was just thinking about you. Did you not have a an Afghan coat? Was it yes, you I did. I had a white Afghan coat and uh, I lost it the same night as I lost my virginity. Uh, it was, and I was more upset about the coat, to be honest. Uh, I can't remember. I got it for a birthday and it, it smelt. I mean, it really smelt absolutely awful, but I loved it. I thought I was Archie Pluff in that thing. Do you remember Rock Follies? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of them, you know, in my white Afghan oh. coat. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, but a, you, a, you've still got your one, haven't you? Uh, no, see, see, this is what happened. Someone told me years ago, and they must have been taking the mick, actually, uh, that I had a, a sort of slight 
similarity to Michael Glazier, who used to be Starsky and Hutch. The, oh, the yeah, he wasn't one, Starsky right? and Hutch. He was only he was Starsky. Star- was Starsky? Yeah. He was Starsky, Starsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, he used to wear these cardigans, these, you know, tie-up cardigans. Yeah, big, yeah, big knotted. So I ended up buying one and walking along Prince Street <laughs> thinking that I was – and I, I looked nothing like it. It, it. it takes me back to when I was a, a really small boy and I was a Beatles fan and I bought a plastic wig from Woolworths <laughs> and, and wore that. Thinking that that was cool, I've got. I, I should actually attend some council classes. I, I think. I'm just. I think. No, I think. I think. You're, I think you're right. Uh, but although you were talking earlier about get, going bolder in lockdown, maybe you yeah. should have kept the Beatles wig. I should have actually. I should. Yeah, wear my plastic. I was locked in a fit. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> you're wearing a plastic wig, John. <laughs> and the other one was someone said years and years ago when I was a small boy that uh, there was a, a passing and a very small passing, a small p resemblance to uh, the monkeys, Mike Nesmith. Right? Oh yes, no, a monkey. A monkey. Oh, but see, that's when I got it wrong. Yes. And so my grandmother knitted me a, a black pom pom hat. And again, oh. I used to walk along Stockbridge thinking I was Mike Nesmith. Oh, bless. So no, was he not the one who's... Tipex. M- yes, his mom or dad invented Tipex, and he was, I mean, a squillionaire a million yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's inherited all that. And in fact, there's only two of them left now, isn't there? Is there there's I only know. Mickey Dolenz is left. Oh, I like it. He's uh, left. Or he's, no, he's dead. He's, he's still alive. He's still well, alive. And Mike Nesmith is still alive. Mickey Dolenz, he does a lot of production. He produced uh, Bugsy Malone. And do you remember he was Circus Boy years yeah. ago, a TV series we played Circus Boy? Circus right Boy. Circus Boy. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I probably was actually. Yeah, um, I would imagine yeah, it was. Yeah. But I, I love the monkeys. You could buy actually the wax paper. It was like about sixpence or something like that, and you got two cards off the monkeys in it and a piece of bubble gum. You right? loved collecting things. But then what happened when you turned the card over? It was part of a bigger jigsaw puzzle, so it made you buy more and more and more. And I eventually got the set. You think I can find it? It'd be worth a fortune now. Oh, Five pounds. So it was. Remember all the things you used to get, collect at garages as well? You'd get coins yeah. in the shell I garage remember. or uh, Disney, you know, cards or something. And yeah, you'd I, always make I, your folks go into the shell garage to get your crap. Well, at the Esso garage, they, they used to have the 1966 World Cup coins of all the players that had won the World Cup. And I've got mm-hmm. the full set and I found it. About oh god, I must have been a few months ago. And I found it a full set, and I it's thought so it'll, it'll be worth some. Went on eBay, uh, twenty pounds. <laughs> Better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. That's all right. That was all right. So yeah. I might... oh, happy days, John. Happy days. Happy days. Where, happy did, days. Go? Where did the time go? I don't. No idea. No idea. Quite scary, actually. Like, I know, I know. And did you have a nice time in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 23 years ago I did, actually. It was very nice. <sighs> I know, I can't believe it's been that long since we were on. Fourth, what was it, fourth one where we were on? God. And I remember after that, we very nearly went and did a breakfast programme for... Scotty Fitton. Yeah, we were about to do that, and I can't remember what happened. Something happened. And there was also... Remember there was a super station as well, I and mean, we were close to that as well. Yeah. I know what it was. Kelvin McKenzie bought Scott FM, so that was that was it. But uh, well, you go and yeah. buy a pint of milk, half a dozen rolls, and a radio station. Is that what happens? These yeah, days? exactly. That's what they, well, he gave it to his son actually. You know the way you might get a train set at Christmas, or you got <laughs> as we knew, well, you oh, got electric. Well, it wasn't electric. It, it should have been electric. It was, it? it was King Car. 
And what was missing? What was missing was an electronic connection to one of the cars. So only one car went around. I tell you, I had, when I first set up, Christmas Day, two cars were working. My father and my Uncle Francis, oh, we'll have a go at that. Boom, one of the cars went. So I spent the rest of my childhood timing one car going around <laughs> a figure of eight. Well, you told me you never got a chicane. I never got a chicane. That's been part of my problem. That's never part of your problem. That is your problem. You try explaining that to a doctor. Well, you know, it's never say never. I mean, it's a bit of a long haul till Christmas 2021, but at least it's on the list now. Well, John, it's always a joy to see your cheeky chops. I suppose we should do this all over again sometime. We should, and I'll try and make my chops bigger next time. So until the next time, bye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Oh, it's, it's nice to see you. Nice, nice. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's like being back in the studio. Maybe. It is, really. It's great, it's isn't it? Uh, all I, you need is some... Uh, you know, high-class guests to come in. How about this? How about this? This is a, this is a good jingle. Perfect. That's new. We can get it to a jingle. Absolutely perfect. <laughs>